and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. And I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. We're back after a short break uh, due to, well, shit happening. Uh, how are you, my friend? Are you well? <coughs> uh, moderately well, thank you. Um, I went out and celebrated a friend's birthday in, of all places, Clam, or to other people, Clapham. Uh, last night um, at, at a place called the London Cocktail Club and there's apparently they're all over there's like a number of them and they're all themed differently well the Clapham one is a movie themed one. Oh, and, and it was it was it was really cool it was, it was I don't know if I'm just getting on a bit but it was a bit too loud said by no one said by no one ever that isn't getting on a bit <laughs> well I mean like the music to the point where I was like I was literally across the bar Pardon me, screaming at the bartender, like just asking, I just want some lemonade. And she was like, What? I was like, Lemonade. Like, like it was like, it was like crazy. It was like, I, it, it, this can't work. <laughs> but, but it was really good fun anyway. And um, the, the path to the toilets, which is obviously the most important part of any uh, building, of, of any building, is, is you have to go through a set of beads, you know, like in Leon, like the little yes. doorway with the beads. And it is a red lit corridor lined with movie parody porno video covers. That is amazing. It is amazing. Like it is absolutely, I could, like, I would have stood there looking at all of them had it not seemed weird if I'd have just stood there <laughs> looking at all of them, like checking each one out. Um, and, uh, and yeah, posters of everything you can imagine. Uh, but the little booth area we were in, it had like panels. Like, almost like you're looking out of a window, girls, you're not, at the backdrop of Scarface, Miami in the 80s. It's like, it's like really nice. There's, there's a Star Wars section. And um, yeah, it was, I had my first alcohol in a while as well. My one, my individual alcohol drink, which was very nice, called Chocktails and Dreams. It was, it was very good. Um, very, so, very nice. And as an addict, as a, as a, a linkage to a previous episode, I spent a considerable amount of time speaking to the producer of Blackbird. <laughs> oh my god like he must be loving how much attention this is getting he right? like he is he he knows exactly what he's made he's not he absolutely knows the score and so that was a delight yeah that the was a producer delight. of blackbird yeah fantastic well look, yeah. since the last time we caught up i've been um i think i've been to prague and i've been to to, to stockholm so i've been, you have been traveled to, you have traveled the world my friend and it is not finished yet i still have mm. two more international trips and one oh. four-day trip to london so it's um wow. yes it it's it's a bit mental at the moment but it's good it's good but blimey um <clears throat> yeah uh, time is not my friend. Um, what I also did last night is I went to watch the stage adaptation of the Shawshank Redemption. Where's that? It's touring around the UK at the moment. Is it really? Yes. Oh, yes, it's quite early in the tour. Um, I saw it in Eastbourne, obviously, because that's where I live. And I have to say, it is very, very good. I'm have to look that up. I, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, it's very, very good. Um, it's probably not what you would expect. Um, okay. Obviously, in terms of kind of, it, you know, it's quite a hard thing to adapt, right? But it does it very, very well. And the guy that plays um, Red is fantastic. 
Um, but yeah, look, I, I highly recommend it. I, I really rated it and it was very well done. It was very emotional. Um, and brilliantly, it didn't hang around. Right. And what I mean by that is it, you know, sometimes you watch a, you can watch a stage play and you're like, oh, fucking hell, this is like, this feels long. Mm. Like I watched an adaptation of Frankenstein and it was good, but it felt long. This, yeah, this was really well paced. Actually, the first half was an hour. The second half was an hour. It's not coming to London, I don't think. Uh, it might do eventually. You know, these things change and adapt. And but uh, right, yeah, no, yeah. Look, it was. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't planning to go, but a friend offered me a ticket uh, pretty last minute, and I was like, "I'll oh, go on then, go yeah. on then." And um, yeah, I was. Um, I was super impressed. It was a, a really, really, really good film. Uh, play, oh. play. Play. Well, it was a, it on, was a good film as well. On a great film um, as well. So that was that was kind of interesting. So there you go. So today we're going to be talking about um, our best and worst of the year so far. See where the needle has moved on our lists. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about deep fake Bruce Willis. Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, and I think we should probably wax a little lyrical about the brilliance of his Return of the Jedi at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Um, so, do you want to start Bruce Willis or do you want to start Return of the Jedi? Well, I'm not even aware of this Bruce Willis thing, because that sounds interesting. Should we okay. get through that? <clears throat> so, according to news, Bruce Willis has sold his image, his face, right, right to be deep faked in movies and adverts. That's brilliant. Good for him. That's that's why not take advantage of that. That is fantastic. Is it though? Does yes, this not yes, set absolutely. a very bad precedent? No, this no, this gives him revenue for his family. It's great. No, look, I, I get looking after his family and all of that. I can't also imagine that Bruce Willis is particularly skint at this point. Um, but I don't want to see. I mean, many people would argue we've been watching a deep fake of Bruce Willis for about the last twenty years. But well, you know, jokes aside, I don't think I want to watch someone pretending to be Bruce Willis in a movie. Like Bruce Willis's face no, is not why no, I like Bruce Willis. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, I <laughs> I can't even verbalize this properly. I want to uh, what's the word? Be inside the heads of the actors who will subsequently be hired to portray the body of Bruce Willis, <laughs> <laughs> who will essentially be moving props in in commercials for, I don't know, toaster ovens and stuff. And, <laughs> and have presumably someone also doing his voice, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I would assume. Someone doing, uh, come to the coast, have a few laughs, you know, make some sandwiches. Like, that's going to be amazing. I want, I want him to be the face of Breville. I want Bruce Willis to be the face of Breville. Mate, we have very different opinions on this. I cannot think toast of anything hard, worse. Toast hard at the end of the at the end of the the, the, the commercial. The commercial. I, you got to toast hard if you want to make a sandwich. You got to toast hard. I cannot think of anything more horrific I than want, seeing no, a deep I fake want, of Bruce Willis. I want, I want thousands of commercials. I want I want competing brands all to use Bruce Willis's face. I want like. Toyota and Mazda and Mitsubishi. But on a all serious note, on a serious, I have being serious as much as on, a, on, a, on an actual Kit serious Kat. note. Bruce Willis for Kit Kats. On it's an actual serious, serious note, it was not Bruce Willis's face 
that got me into Bruce Willis, right? No, like, no one, not. no one said, "Hey, hey, do you know what the thing that makes Bruce Willis is his face?" No, of course not. Absolutely like, not. And I think, and and so for me, that's the issue. Um, it, you can't it's, buy it's like you can't buy his charisma, can you? But that's the point, right? So yeah. all you're going to be getting is these these facsimiles of mm-hmm. he's of going to be Bruce a computer. Willis. It's going to be like he's in cutscenes of a computer game. Which Please. to me feels like the most depressing thing. It is. It is, and I love it. <laughs> I'm quite. I'm quite overjoyed. I can't wait till I start doing it with other people. Listen, we, I'm sure. I don't know if we talked about this ourselves before, or if it's I've talked about it with other people. When is the first CGI Bruce Lee film going to get made? Uh, like, 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 when is, like when is the yeah. first? Because because or, or Elvis song or whatever. Because at some point. That is absolutely going to happen. Like, and, and I remember having this conversation some years ago with someone sort of saying, Master Bruce would never want his, his... And I'm like, Bruce Lee was a human being who was a movie star. He would love it. He would absolutely adore having a full-on, you know, photo-real representation of him. Oh, he would have adored seeing the... the um... Uh, <laughs> no, he would, he would have adored. He would have adored seeing the um, Quentin Tarantino thing, right? I don't think he'd have adored it because it would have. It would have. Uh, no, no, but but he would have loved. He would have loved the fact demy- that it would have demystified him. But which I love, and that's one thing I love about it. it yeah, can I ask a question? Yeah. Is the ethos, and we're going a little off track here, as usual? Is the ethos of Bruce Lee this mystification of Bruce Lee? Is that Bruce Lee himself? No, or is that not. just all the bullshit of people yes, over the that. years? It's exactly between. that. It's exactly he said he was an icon and he was a, he was a trailblazer. <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from what he was. He was incredible. Like he really was. He set an incredible trend and inspired arguably millions of people since, which is incredible and not to be taken away from. But he was a human being. That's all. He was a human being. I would love to see a Bruce Lee biopic movie. Like Elvis was done. Oh, that would be very would, good, actually. That would be amazing. But you, you couldn't human, do it because he was a human with flaws, and and that's yeah. Like, but that's, that's the problem, good, right? He didn't a, have flaws. That's a good thing. Well, of course he did. But they, they, well, they, not they, not according to everyone. Yeah, with every well, the people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the people got so, super offended by Quentin Tarantino know, making a. Uh, okay. Well, his daughter complaining about it when she didn't she said his image for like a whiskey brand or something like come off it. Yeah, it's absurd. The whole thing's absurd. But look, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. The point is, I'm not trying to downgrade who he is and was and whatever. But I just, I just, um, I I loved the the inverted commas demystification and also not just that. Again, the thing that people seem to forget more than anything is the scene that they're specifically referring to because he's only in a few scenes was in Brad Pitt's character's memory slash imagination. Yes. Someone someone who who would have self built who would have changed the narrative to fit his own and also like, who killed uh, his wife uh, and changed that right. narrative. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So whether it was a inverted commas real in the world of the film event or not, it, we're seeing it from the perspective of a guy who constantly <clears> is changing changing the narrative. But you can't say that to fit his ego. To fit his you, ego. you can't say that because then people no. can't read the film in that no, very specific way. It. They can't interpret that, it. Yeah, that they want to interpret it. Look, I, I think I think the it's, arrogance. it's the arrogance aspect of him. Yeah, yeah. Don't like, and it's like, of course he was arrogant. Why wouldn't he have been arrogant? He's allowed to I, be. 
Like it's not, it's not, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't make someone evil. <laughs> you can have a, fucking Apollo Creed was arrogant and he's a fictional yes. character. I'm just saying, like, gives a shit. But <laughs> but but I would argue Master, Master Lee would never have fuck off. I, I would argue now, right, that Bruce yeah. Lee is a fictional character. Oh sure. The persona of Bruce Lee as we know him today is a is fictional this, character. This, it's, yes, a it's a creation. Version. It's a version. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it it's is. it's 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 something that doesn't exist in the real or didn't exist in the real world. No. Fucking hell, we're and, gonna get so and, much and hate listen, over this. I, I don't care. Good, good, good. If people listen at least code, but also let's face it, this also applies to Elvis and Marilyn Monroe and other iconic people. Yes, because people have got very pissy about the new Marilyn Monroe movie on Netflix. I'm very again. Cute. I think Niffy and I Niffy and I will probably watch that film. Yeah, I really, really want to watch it, but but equally it's because it doesn't it, it doesn't show Marilyn <laughs> as Marilyn. Right. Who right. the fuck was Marilyn Monroe? She yeah. was an average actress of Okay, looks who was most famous for flashing her pants at the president of America, <laughs> and also for dare I say some of these love triangle type situations. Yeah, well. for, for basically and, and, shagging everyone. Yeah. I mean, she's an icon. I don't think we can take again. We can't take that away. But it's not. And again, I don't know enough about. Her but really. but these days, would she be an icon, or would she just be a Kim Kardashian? Well, that's a good question. It's a very good question because this studio system isn't the same as it was before. Really. It's, it's not so the I same, and it's also it. not also like that. That type of risky persona is yeah. the norm now. In fact, you'd probably get more. Well, it's the norm, <clears throat> like you say, it's the norm for reality stars as opposed to movie stars. Yeah, <clears throat> movie stars are almost entirely asexual, almost entirely asexual now by comparison. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, for, yeah, without getting to it for rock or what? I'm just saying, there's all these people. I mean, what female? Oh, Ross, stars? Ross, the right. rock is very sexual. I, I, he looks like a thumb, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm referring specifically to the trait of the, the Black Adam trailer. He literally does look like a thumb. Oh my so, god! If you were like, going to do a Thumb Wars yeah. movie, you'd cast yeah. The Rock. He looks like he also looks like in that trailer. He specifically looks like. Do you ever remember Masters of the Universe? Do you remember Ram Man? Yes, yes. The, the, the do I remember there. Ram Man? Yeah, Ram Man. Well, I mean, he was my first He Man figure, which is insane. My parents got me him before He Man. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm but, sure. To be to be fair, Ross, knowing 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 some of your proclivities growing up, well, yeah. um, I was surprised your like, first he, toy wasn't Ram Fista. Man, <laughs> <not> Fista. <laughs> or free. There was someone. There was one called. Is it Free Face? Or Something like. Face? Triple I think face. we called him. I think we called him Threfus because it was like, really, like, why is he? Why has he got three faces? Um, <clears throat> that must have been very confusing. But like, that, there's a shot where he's flying in that trailer next to an aeroplane, like a yeah, yeah. fighter or something, and he sort of turns on his side, and he, I was like, that looks like Ram Man. That looks absolutely. He looks so lumpen in in flight. You know what I'm getting at? Look Just at Brandon look, Ralph. Look at Christopher Reeve. Stop how the Rock hate. No, no, I don't hate him. I, I just don't think anything of him. But what I mean is, is he looks... No, but he's he a different character. Up. He's not Superman, he right? Okay. Like, okay, if he was Superman, right? yes, you could compare him to Brandon oh, Roof and... No, no, and, fine, and... fine. No, no, fine. But what I'm saying is, he looks dumb flying. He looks dumb. Yeah, but maybe the character's meant to... I've got, I've got yeah, a feeling maybe. Black Adam's going to be quite good, even though I'm, it looks terrible. I'm hoping it's... Well, listen, I'm hoping <laughs> it's... It does look terrible. I'm hoping it's fun. I love that they've got things like Dr. Fate and the Atom in it, or Atom Smash, but the actual Van Hawkman. Like, I love that they're doing some more sidey characters from DC. 
Yeah. So I'm really, I'm, I'm you know, Brosnan as, as uh, Dr. Fate. Oh, fuck it. At this I point. I am excited. I'm excited about that stuff, actually, to some degree. At this point, can it be worse than the other shit that they've put out as DC? No, no. And it might, and it might be fun. Might um. Be. So look, okay. So we've shit on Marilyn Monroe and Bruce Lee. Phil, what? Phil, what were we talking? About? <laughs> I don't know. I think we've shit on Bruce Lee, Marilyn Monroe, yes, and Bruce Willis. So I think we've ticked uh, ticked those off. I think we've triggered some people there. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's let's talk Return of the Jedi. Then we'll do our last films we watched, yes. and then we'll do our yes. wrap, wrap up of uh, the year so Absolutely. far. So um, we both on the same day at different times. Uh, although I was in the same, I was in the theater at the same time as. A uh, friend of ours, uh, Jonathan Glendening. Um, we yes, were both in, I think, the, in the. I think there are a couple of others, in fact, uh, bright and white. Actually, I can't remember their names now. <laughs> I, mean, I, saw some, I saw some check-ins. You know, I was like, bloody hell. Blah, blah, like blah, the whole of Brighton's there. So we went to see Return of the Jedi at the Royal Albert Hall with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Mm. Well, that didn't suck, did it? So obviously, I think we talked about the fact that Niffy and I went to see Superman the movie. Yes, uh, it was, a, and it was utterly spectacular like i can't it's almost ruined me for watching the film in another way i i said this I, exactly really, the same about return of the jedi it's like I, how well, the fuck can i watch this now i completely agree and, and there's a little bit of backstory i think i, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod but once you talked about it because you mentioned it i don't think i even knew it was on i i looked up tickets and we just couldn't find like two together yeah, you, you wanted to come the same day the same time yeah, as we'd us love gone, we'd love to go with you guys Etc. Et you know, um, even if we hadn't been able to sit next to each other, just you know, that'd have been great. Because um, let's face it, you were just sitting there watching, <laughs> watching the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would yeah, have yeah, been, yeah, yeah. been great. It would have been great to be able to do it. So, unfortunately, we genuinely just couldn't find them. And I, I looked nearer the time as well, and it looked like there were some different tickets from my memory. It did look like there were some different tickets. I guess some people. I think you can kind of like extract, I don't know, you can probably... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they released some new tickets. Or I, don't, I don't know how it works, but <clears throat> but I still couldn't find anything. And we'd kind of just resigned ourselves to not, to not go, it's a shame, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it was, and also, that weekend was a, we've had a super busy weekend. I, <laughs> I can't, Niffy was working and all sorts of filming very early and all sorts of, not that day, but it's a very heavy few days. Um, and suddenly... The day before, I think it was, my friend, my longtime friend, Michaela Honeywood, who I think you met, she was at Basvik. She was at oh, Basvik. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. I think you might, I think you might have met her once or twice. <clears throat> um, messaged me. She works for Shell, very high up in Shell. Um, and she said, "What are you doing? Anything tomorrow?" I was like, "Not really. Why?" And she said, "That." <laughs> she said, "We've got a box for Return of the Jedi. Do you fancy it?" And, and we Ross like, went, nah, not really my bag. <laughs> we, we, we were like, yes, please. And it was extraordinary. Like it was, it yeah. was just like it like, was, it was just and I'd forgotten the, how much of the film I like. I'd also forgotten how many how much of the film I'm like, eh. It's like it's like a Oh, there's not one moment in that film that isn't there's brilliant. A few bits, there's a few no no. <laughs> It's not. I don't mean. I don't mean. I didn't like it. But in fact, it was a tremendous experience to, to go yeah. and see it. it was, there's just there's a handful of moments where I sort of go, wait, what? <laughs> oh no, no. The film. Just, by the way, the film makes no yeah, sense. It, it makes almost all. like it really. It really solidified in my mind as going. Did they write it or like did they? What happened? And but one of the things I do love about it, and I've loved it for a long time, <clears throat> and again watching this. It just kind of cemented certain things for me. The structure of that film is incredible. Yeah. Because it is sort of a film <clears throat> of almost exactly two halves. 
you've got the whole like the introduction of the Death Star, blah, 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 blah. and then you've got the, the Han rescue, and then you've got the, the Yoda stuff, blah, blah. and then you have like the last almost exactly. I don't know if it's precisely, but it feels like it's almost exactly in the, the middle. Last half, it, yeah, last half of the movie is a men on a mission, mission movie, right? A mission, yes, yeah, yeah, from yeah. The briefing from the briefing all the way through, and you could argue that it's kind of split up a little bit because there's a bit. Obviously, he uh, Luke goes with them, and then he goes to the Death Star. It's a little bit muddled. I mean, I like it; it's fine. It's a little bit muddly, kind of, but yeah, but only because it's it's only because it's not very direct, is what I'm saying. I don't mean it's not good. It just you sort of go it, if you were writing more officially, you just wouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I'm just, I kind of know saying, exactly what you mean. It's a bit, yeah. it's a bit muddly, but it, it, it's so there's so much joy in it, and there's so much infectious, like the charisma, the charisma of a lot of the people, not just Harrison Ford, the charisma, the effects look fucking amazing. And the by thing the way, pissed me off. Thing that pissed me off though is I didn't like the fact that it was the updated version. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! This is what bits. killed it for me. The the, the Jabba stuff with that that who gives a fuck about that music number? What? Like, what the, the fuck f- is that? And even the World Philharmonic Orchestra stops playing at that point. Even yeah, they reject right, that. Not, yeah, because it's not them. Yeah, but exactly, you're right. Exactly. And and look, aside from that sequence though. A lot of it is just occasionally establishing shots. I know that it's not that. There's some, and there's some nice updates. There's, there's some nice I moments. I hate, I hate that. that sense oh, that, I want that, the Yub Yub song. Yub Yub. Same. Yub 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 Yub. You just don't need Yub 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 Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Best bit about it. You're right. Exactly. And that's a shame. But listen, overall, as an experience, it was just... And it looked, the film looked it beautiful, kind of, wasn't it? Oh, by the way, aside from those bits, you know, it's weird. My, those bits, my favorite moment in the whole film, and like mm. in the whole thing, was the when when they played the Fox fanfare at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I was yes, so hard that at that too. point. We had, that, we had that too. We had that too. <laughs> that, bit, that bit weirdly was more important than the Star Wars thing. Yeah, so, that was sort of. you know, when you're just yeah. like. Oh my god, that was like just the best. I was so yeah. hard on that because when have you ever heard that played live ever? Yeah, like, I know it. it's like you, it, oh. I agree. And then what was oh, and also, can I just say, speed bike chase? Yeah, I love that scene. I've always loved that. That to me is great my favorite part of the whole movie. It always kind of has been, even though it makes um, sort of again no sense exactly. Although, <laughs> but I love, I love it so my, much. Probably my favourite piece of music in Star Wars, other than Jewel of the Fates, is oh, is yeah. probably like um like the Emperor's, you know, the like dun dun yes. dun 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 yeah, dun. The Imperial like, March. The Imperial, the Imperial March. March. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, and like hearing that played live is just like yes, oh, it was. oh yeah, it's fact, breathtaking. The opening, the opening when Vader greets uh, the Emperor and all that stuff is just fucking. Well, sorry, that happens a little bit later on, but that whole all of that stuff is yeah. incredible music wise um, and live. So, incredible. Not um, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, but they are doing the same thing with Home Alone in oh, December. Yes, I yeah, and I, I was like, I'm half, I'm half tempted. I'm not, I I'm quite not like a big fan of Home Alone, but it just be. A but the music's experience. great. Well, it is. But also, well, okay, let's stay in touch about that because that's something I. Yeah, I think actually it's sold out. Believe it or not. Ah, shit. 
No, no, probably yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That's but uh, yeah, so look, um, uh, cracking, uh, cracking experience that was. So let's let's very quickly, very quickly mm-hmm. touch on what we've seen recently because otherwise we're gonna, you know, not, we're gonna have to rush through the last bit. But um, old and you, as usual, our most recent old film and our most recent new film. Yes. Um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go the other way around this time. Um, and I'm going to go old film first okay, because yeah. I watched a film. I stuck in a hotel room in Sweden. I was working in the morning, so I didn't. We were going to a conference in the afternoon, and I, I like I sometimes will put a film on in the background when I'm working, just to yes. kind of you know fill the noise and distract me and help me concentrate every so often. Um, so I I was scrolling, I was doom scrolling on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and then finally Disney Plus. And I don't know why I settled on this film, but I ended up on Under Siege 2 Duck Territory. <laughs> <laughs> and and do you know what? I can't you mean the hate one where, it. You mean the one where at the end he literally outruns a fireball? Literally outruns. It's amazing. He literally outruns physics at the end. Yeah. Not just a yes, fireball, but a falling pl- a falling train. Yes, all of it. <laughs> the train is literally falling. He's running away from it. The fireball seems to go backwards at one point, which I never yes, quite understood. Does. Yes, it does. It retracts. It retracts. It's, and like it's, it's like it takes a breath in and then carries on breathing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I can't keep up with Seagal. Yeah. Okay, now I'm there. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, like, and again, it has all the same challenges that all of Stephen Seagal's films in that uh, Aikido, Aikido, Aikido. Aikido. It looks shit on film. It's yeah, it so has, bad. It has, its, it has its moments where it works. But, it's but if a whole fight just is just, yeah, there's, there's literally a scene where, where, but not even that, there's literally a scene where Segal is just moving his arms. Yeah, waves his arms around. Yeah. And he's waving, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm literally copying what he does. He's literally waving his arms left and right. Like, and the other guy, you can't see him strike, but you just hear the sound effect of block and you can't see anything. And it's such a boring martial art to watch on film. It's, just yeah, terrible. I, I, I can't. I can't disagree. I think there's moments where it works really well, but overall, I agree. The yeah. quick takedowns and stuff are amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. quick disarming and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that's yeah. cool. But as an actual finale, it's just a yeah. a slightly it's fat guy waving his ar- waving his arms around. Yeah, with Everett but, McGill, he fights Everett McGill at the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Everett, and McGill's like the Everett McGill is yeah. badass in that movie. Yeah, he's really good at it. He's really good. Really good. Really yeah. good. Um, I agree. But. It, it, it's just worth, there's one moment in that film which I, like, is my favourite, favourite bullshit 90s action movie payoff line. It's where Seagal goes, nobody beats me in the kitchen. Yeah, I, no, I like that moment. I, I, I love that. I, yeah, I agree. I, I remember seeing that at the cinema. It would have been when I was at university. Um, so I would have been in the, the, the wonderful Carlisle Cinema, um, Zonsdale Cinema back then. And I remember actually cheering that line because yes. that is a line that after watching an hour and 30 minutes of utter bullshit, to hear that line, you were just like, okay, that made it all worthwhile. You do have some great, you do have some great baddies in it. You've got Peter Green, who's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, Jonathan it? Banks uh, is in it as well. Jonathan Banks and Patrick Kilpatrick. Like it, Patrick Kilpatrick. It's, Patrick it's Kilpatrick, good, solid best name ever. Yeah, and it's, and it's genuinely a good bunch of baddies. Like, yeah. And, 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 and they're good got, actors. They're not just tough, they, they are good actors and it works really and, well. Catherine Heigl's pretty decent yeah, in it as well. Young funny. Catherine Heigl, yeah, she's, she's good in it. Morris Chestnut as well as his side. Yeah, it's like, it's, 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 fun. it's a decent film. It's a fun film. movie. It's yeah. fun. It's silly, but it's, it's fun. Like, I, I can't, you can't hate Under Siege 2. No. You can, absolutely you can, because it is terrible. But yeah, it, yeah, it's, but it's fun. super fun. It's as enjoyable as it needs to be. Like, the, 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 the thing it isn't, weirdly, is boring. 
Like it can no. be really boring. It's it's a lot of fun. It's so, it's a hundred percent Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. For so better you, and for worse. Have you done your new one yet? You haven't, have you? No, 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 no. You do your old one first. Well, I was going to say, I'd almost rather, because it's been a while, do, you, do your new one, because I'd like to always just flip through a handful of highlights, and if you want to talk about okay. it, we will. Because okay. I've, I've seen so many. I won't say all of them. I'm just saying, okay. I'm going to pick up okay. some highlights and just so, we'll go through. I'm going to leave one, because we're definitely going to talk about that in my bottom okay. films of the year. Okay. Um, I saw See How They Run, which I thought was okay. Didn't think oh, anything it. as much oh, as you did. Um, oh, I thought it was a bit flat and I thought it was a bit try-hardy. And yeah. fuck me, I've never seen a more obvious whodunit in my entire life. Not oh, that that's really the point <laughs> of it. But <laughs> I did enjoy it. Um, I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I said, we want to see that. We really want to see it's that. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it suffers from that thing of having a, a cast of entirely unlikable people. Um, mm-hmm. But... But it has an incredible payoff. I was like, the, like the yeah, ending yeah, made yeah. me go, I won't say anything about it, but the ending made me go, okay, yeah, that, that was good. I oh, like good. that. I'm really um, glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. That's good. I watched 3,000 Years of Longing. Oh, really? Is it any good? No, it's really it can, boring. It kind of got a, a serious drubbing from the people who were telling the truth. Because there, was... there were people shilling for it. Of course, and, and, no. and but there were people who said people are going. It, it, it's awful. Like, there, just, it's like, not awful. Off. There are some incredible okay, visuals in it. But oh, sure, if, fine. If you watch the trailer, the movie the trailer promises to be mm. is literally not the movie you, that we see. I'm sure, literally not the movie we see. If the trailer, if the film had been the trailer, I would have gone. Fuck me, that was brilliant. Sure, but it's not. And then the most recent new film I've seen. Um, Oh, actually, before I do that, I did also rewatch Event Horizon. Good. Do you tell me your re- your evaluation of it? I've taken it from a four to a seven. Okay. I still think that's healthy. That's healthy. I, I still think it makes no sense whatsoever. I but, agree. Doesn't have to. <laughs> but <laughs> he has to. I've contextualized this. I know what Event Horizon should be. I've nailed yeah. this now. Right. Work yeah. with me on this. Wait yep. for it. Mm. You know how the film kind of plays out, and like you've got you've got Sam Neill by the end of it is just this like skin ripped face, oh, weird creature. Yes, it's a, it's a hell, it's a hell it should be a fucking Hellraiser movie. It's a Hellraiser movie. If at the really end of that film, Pinhead had walked out yep. of the the thing and gone yep. gone something like oh my beauty I will tear your soul I would have fucking uh-huh. yeah. shit my pants at that point yeah because that would have been it, it is, is a Cenobite it is definitely like a Cenobite movie Event sure. Horizon is the best Hellraiser sequel that was never yeah, a Hellraiser sequel yeah yeah I agree right Completely. and that for me made it great like if yeah. I if I thought of it as a Hellraiser movie I was like this is brilliant this is what Hellraiser 4 should have been uh, yeah um totally but as it was, I just thought it was okay. Uh, but I thought it was better. And, and yesterday, I or well, Friday, I watched Sam, Ticket to Paradise. Oh, I'll just say, Sam Neill is really fucking good in that movie. He's really good. And, and actually, the film is is well-structured. And, and I will say, I think the effects genuinely still hold up yeah. today, considering how old it is. I think the effects I, hold up really well. The film is good, actually. Yeah. And I wasn't bored, and I enjoyed it a lot. I think the fact it doesn't really... Co- co- cohesively work at all, yeah. yeah. Unless you contextualize it as a Hellraiser movie, and then I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. It's an actual nine out of ten as a Hellraiser movie. Yep. 
Oh, by the way, I'm also really looking forward to the new Hellraiser movie. Let's say, is it, is it a movie or is it a show? I thought it was a show. Is it not no, a show? it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, it's a sh- oh, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, movie. Um, so oh, anyway, shit, sorry. Dude, fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell. Hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Uh, 13th of November. Yes. In, in Forbidden Planet in, in Shaftesbury Avenue. Yes. There is a signing yes. by Howard Berger of KSB yeah. and Marshall Julius for that new uh, FX makeup book they're doing. That's very cool. Yeah, just to let you know. That's really okay. fucking big. That's big. I'm really nice. Um, the yeah. Really quickly, Sorry, last time I saw yeah. was Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney right. and Julie Roberts. It is exactly the film that the trailer... In fact, not only is it exactly the film the trailer tells you it is, it it's is also... <laughs> it is the trailer. It, like, every mm-hmm. good gag in the movie mm-hmm. is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yet, 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 I enjoyed the hell out of it. I laughed. I yep. kind of... Love the chemistry between Clooney and uh, Roberts, and I mean, the outtakes class, at the they end. Are, they are cl- oh, they do outtakes. There's some outtakes at the end, and oh my god! If you didn't like, if, if by any reason you didn't love George Clooney and Julia Roberts before mm. that point, the outtakes will just make you just go. They are just the nicest people in the world. Oh, that's cute. Um, but I, I, I actually really enjoyed it for a Friday night throwaway film. It was great. Over to you. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not even going to say. I'll say new and old, but I'm just going to go through a list. And and if you want to say anything, just say yes. So, um, so one of the newer ones or brand new one was because I've been watching a lot of films for Biffa with the judging panel and stuff. Yes, anyway, just so sure. So I'm not going to say all of those, but I'll say a few. Uh, Emily the Criminal, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, I I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, I, I think it has some challenges. Yes, it's not perfect, but, it, but it's a. Oh, good, I've not put that on my solid, list. Good, solid films indie, indie crime drama comedy. Well, it's not comedy. Either. Yeah, I really, I was really impressed with it. In, the, in in terms of, oh, good, okay, so it just really, it just really, really works. That's all. It just really. Yeah, really works. I, I, I'm with you um, on that. I thought it was a good yeah. film. Yeah. So Miffy and I, uh, mid September went to see the 25th anniversary screening of Jackie Brown at Pitchell Central. Uh, and that was fucking I love awesome. that film. It was fucking awesome. It stays in my head as, as comparative of Chris Bruce too. I love big, that not, film. Not biggest, not most flashy, just best. Robert best. Forster, Robert Forster and Pam Greer are uh, like uh, the most, yeah. have the most convincing chemistry of two actors who barely get into their relationship but I've ever that that kiss she gives him at the end, that light little kiss. There should have been. It's, it's emotionally resonant. You know yeah, what I mean? That like, is a TV you, series that should have been I made. Agree. I agree. And look, fucking um, um, Keaton is so good. Like everyone's really good. At it, but just, it's great. And also, and De Niro Bridget Fonda like, and Bridget Fonda. De Niro as I think it was such a when you first see that movie back then, not necessarily now, because who who the fuck thinks about Robert De Niro now? Unfortunately. I mean, really. I, I think he well, makes remember, a great Kia Nero joke. Well, why? Yeah, right. Well, I'm mean, not no disrespect. I mean, the man, but I'm just what I'm saying is, is back yeah. then in the 90s, the idea of De Niro basically playing a character who just hangs around, kind of getting yeah. high, fucks Jackson's girlfriend briefly, gets angry and does what he does to her at the end, is it, it, you think about it, it got. That is an amazing character for him. By the way, this is only seven years after Goodfellas. Right, exactly. Right, this is seven years after Goodfellas. So so De Niro is... peak De Niro. It is peak fucking De Niro. He's almost playing playing Floyd in True Romance. 
Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost it, like the level it, of character. It's peak interesting. De Niro, peak kind of Brilliant. end period De Niro. So yeah, cool. yeah, no, like, mate, Super you know I love Jackie Brown. Yeah, his build as he gets more and more pissed off in the car park, it like with her is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. If you watch for work, it's literally anyway. So blah, blah, blah. Jackie uh, Brown. Yeah, just spinning through a couple. Uh, we're not going to talk about Belair. Uh, we watched Up Again, which is only my second time watching Up. And it's so beautiful. Oh, I'm sorry, Up Again. I thought Up Again is that the sequel? Up, again. Um, <laughs> up to up, up yours. Up <laughs> yours. Up, up yours. Nice, nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Uh, in terms of new film, uh, we watched Don't Worry, Darling, a couple of weeks ago. Which, is that a shift, as everyone says? <sighs> no, it's not. Good. It, it, it's both. We we were bored watching it, particularly. It didn't feel too long. I love Booksmart, of course. For of course, who doesn't? Like the the direction is the direction of this film is interesting. Like in a good way. Um, fucking Chris Pine is amazing in it. Amazing in it. And most of the cast are. Oh, I mean, Florence Pugh. It's really easy to just worship at her altar now. She's really great in it. Harry Styles now. I don't want to be down on Harry Styles. I don't really know anything about him. He was okay in, um, in uh, um, 1940. Dunkirk. I always get those. It was Dunkirk. It was Dunkirk. It was Dunkirk. Dun- I always get those two confused. Although I couldn't pick him out in Dunkirk. But no one was bad in Dunkirk. So good. Yeah, fine. Um, was it Dunkirk in, or was it 1917? I think it was Dunkirk. I might be wrong. Anyway, fine. Well, either, either way, I don't. In both those films, whatever. Dunkirk, thing, yes. I, I think that he's it's not that he's a bad actor it's that because Niffy and I were talking about this it was like you can see his acting does that yeah. make sense? Yeah yeah, yeah 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 you can see it like he's a very good looking boy and stuff and he's going to go far and I, I'm convinced this isn't a thing where I think he's going to suddenly disappear uh, from films you know what I mean I think he's probably just going to keep going on and it's like I say it's not that he's bad it's that you can see it. And when you put him in scenes with all the other people, it's sort of not fair on him without being condescending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I can't say he stinks it up. I don't think that's fair. To, I, don't, I don't think that's fair, except for he stands out because of his relative... Because in in, I, I in those, I, don't, I genuinely don't want to be. I genuinely yeah. don't want to be mean to him. I don't know anything about him. I'm not but in that crowd, you're going to stand right. out if you're not as good as the the others yeah. in that crowd. So that's fine. Yeah. Fine. Now, but as a as a as a, it's not Matrixy, but some people compare it to the Matrix. It as as its own piece, it is interesting to watch. I wouldn't say don't see it. The visuals are sumptuous. The whole fifties Americana thing is very interesting combined with what's really happening and all of that, I won't get his work. Um, Florence Pugh is again just amazing. She is amazing. It's always so effortlessly amazing. Maybe amazing is the wrong word, but really, really, really good, you know. Uh, and Wild herself is really interesting in the film. So I wouldn't say don't go and see it. Like we, um, we were both kind of glad we went to see it. But it's a hell of a hot mess of a movie, right? In I terms of like of, everything that's going on around it. Right, well, no so, no, so that's the stuff that, you see, I wasn't aware of a lot of that before we went in. And then you find out about this stuff and you go, oh, no. Like, like yeah, the actual discussions around the, the promotion of it and, and also the fact that obviously she was fucking here with the whole Sheila Booth thing and all this stuff. And you start to go, oh, you know? <clears throat> you know no. Let's, yeah, let's, because obviously we've still got, we've still, we've still got to do our tops and bottoms of I'll the year, like, so. I'll be like two, not even two minutes, let's just see. Now, very quickly, 
the remake, I can't believe I haven't watched this already, the remake of Footloose, which I really liked. I really liked the remake of Footloose. It's good. I, I don't know why I haven't seen it. I, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even realise it was a remake of Footloose. Oh, I totally forgot about it. Miles Teller yeah, plays Chris Penn's character in it. It's what? really, it, it's super enjoyable. It's, I, I, I look, I'm not going to pretend it's better than it is. I, it's a solid seven, but the music is great. The dance scenes are great. Miles Teller is yeah. fucking great. I'm just saying, yeah. All I'm saying, it's on Netflix. I, I just went, oh, why not? You know, like, I just went, oh, why not? And I, I've just dug the hell out of it. I don't okay. think we've got any more left. I don't think we've got any more left to do. Uh, just very quickly. Okay, so um, uh, no. Okay, let's move on very quickly. Okay, that's, 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 there's some others, but oh, I saw the Welsh language horror film, The Feast. Okay, what's that like? I it for Biffa. I really, really, really like it. It's it is somewhat up its ass, <laughs> but but nowhere near. But nowhere near. It's, it's, at the, it's, it's at the level of its ass. But men should have been okay. Like, like men, right. men, yeah, can, yeah. men can go up it. You can be up your ass, and all I'm, I don't. I know how I'm sounding. I mean it. It's an art house horror, Welsh language meaning it just. It's like you're watching like a European language yeah, yeah. movie. Do you know what I'm getting at? The visuals are beautiful. It, to say that you totally understand it, I think you'd be lying if you said that. I mean, you can read the film. I really liked it. I, I was I was quite compelled by it. And I think it's still okay. is there for people listening. I, I, uh, yeah, and it's better not to even talk about what it is. I just men went way, way, way too far with that shit, and the feast or not far be, enough, in my maybe, opinion. Yes, maybe, yeah, maybe it should be more wacky. Like, but you're right. Yeah, I think even further where it I gets to at the end, it should yeah. have got to thirty <clears> minutes <throat> earlier, and then I built on that. I can kind of see. I can kind of see that. Yeah, it could have got like society. Anyway, yeah, you're right. I, I kind of see that. Um, and, and very right, just to round all of this off, yesterday was the 1st of October. Ah, which means 31 which days means of Halloween. 31, hashtag 31 films, films of Halloween is, is now in effect. And the first one I watched was Sinister. Okay. Sinister. So here's the thing Sinister, again, we won't take too long on this. A couple of things. First of all, I'd remembered it being Kevin Bacon, not Ethan Hawke, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because they've both been doing these like, I know it's a little yeah, bit of yeah. Stare of Echoes or the Woodsman or whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, you should yeah. have left and they then, for, for Bacon, I mean. And Ethan Hawke has been obviously doing a steady movies Because I think Ethan Hawke went to college with Jason Blum, I think. Okay. It's something like that. It was something like that. He kind of came up with Jason Blum. So that's why he did The Purge and all of these things. And so I've actually forgotten that Sinister was a Blum film, contemplating. And it's a much better film than I remember. I don't remember it being bad. I remember watching it going, yeah, and I remember the ending being very good. It's a really effective film. Like it's, I've, it's I've much not seen it. Much better. It's not really you my favourite type of horror film. So yes, yeah, so so I mean, in front of front of Niffy watched like the last half of me, and she said, "This is like my least favourite, dare I say, genre of the genre, like subgenre." Yes, yeah, it's, it's my least favourite subgenre of horror film. I say for me, like paranormally stuff and all of that stuff. But there's a lot more going on in the film than that. And I've got to say a few things. Ethan Hawke is fucking great in it. Juliet Rylance is fucking great in it. And so is uh, James Ransone, who is also with Ethan Hawke in Scott Derrickson's film, The Black Phone. Okay. And and when you watch that in context... Which may or may not come up if we ever get to our best films yeah, and the worst there, films of 2022. There. Really, 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 really there. Just, it's just one point I want to make about it. I, their characters, having worked with the same director, in Black Phone, 
could not be more different than the characters they play in each, you know what I mean, in each film. They're both brilliant in it, in both of them. And it's like, I was like, that's fucking, as, as someone watching these You realise you've spent more time talking about a 10-year-old film than some of the new films. Come up, come up, All I'm saying is, it's fascinating yeah. to, watch I, I, that, to watch that relationship. I have I have very little interest in Sinister, if I'm honest, or the I've, 85 sp- sequels and spin-offs. Right. Um, when, one, no, it's only had one. It's only had one. One last, one last film that I forgot to mention, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. important. I watched Jaws re-release oh, on the IMAX. No, yep. on oh, okay. IMAX format or on an right. IMAX screen in Prague. Very random oh. combination of things. We <laughs> had an evening spare. The local cinema had an IMAX screen and it was showing Jaws. I mean, it would almost be rude not to. Yeah, I agree. I don't need to tell you how good that experience was. The sound alone oh, course, was phenomenal. Yeah. And you know the contra zoom bit? Yes, of course. Oh my god, on the on the big, big, big fucking screen. That is amazing. Right, oh, let's yeah, start with our five worst films of the year plus some also rans. Um so um yeah, I mean, I've had one major change in this, but I'll give you a couple of my also rounds in the worst films of the year. Um, I'm not going to do a specific six to ten. I think we should no, save I, that oh, for the I'm end gonna, of the I year. Was, I was going to do that. No, I think but, we say. I think normally we save six to ten to the end of the year because otherwise we just okay, end up repeating virtually the same list. But some also rounds are some new additions to my also rounds. Uh, they them. Oh, I quite liked it. I thought it was fucking. Boring. No think, one gets I killed for an think, hour and ten minutes. I, I agree with that, and I do agree, and I do agree that the, the concept was all right. Is, the, the reveal is a bit flat. I liked the build a lot. I, I was surprised at it how just, much I wasn't put off. It by took the idea so far to get nowhere. I um, kind of agree, but and, and I think I think the actual reveal is a bit of a boat. Yeah, look, you like, gave oh, it okay. six. I gave it five. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not yeah. in my top. T- it's not in my top 15 of worst films of the year. No. Um, and then, like, other also rands. Nightmare Alley's still in there. Um, mm-hmm. The 355 is still in there. Really, um, they've, dropped out, they've dropped out of my work. They're, they're in my, they're definitely in my big, my big list of also rands. Crimes of the Future is a oh, relative new entry. That's fucking garbage. Um, so those are my also rands. What's in your, some of your newer also rands? <sighs> okay, so, well, nope. Um, that's one of them. Uh, Firestarter remake. Twisted Firestarter. Punt. Yeah, I'm just just a real quick. Right. Okay. Uh, just quickly flicking through. Um, I'll just try to find the new ones. You know, more recent ones. Uh, I was unhuman. I watched a film called Unhuman. I don't even know what it was called. I don't even remember. <laughs> sorry, I don't. I'm looking at a film. I've got to look at my list. There's a film called Unhuman in there, and I don't even remember what it. I don't remember anything about it. Oh, by the way, 3,000 Years of Longing is also dropped into my kind of uh-huh. also rounds of the year. There's a film that if it has, if it does get, because it hasn't been officially released yet, but I watched it uh, for Biffa, uh, which is uh, from a, a previously very well-respected genre director, which I messaged you about, that will be one of the worst films of the year. Did you message me? Yes, I did. Ah. It's from the director of a very good werewolf film and a very good film about women who go potholing and stuff. Uh, oh yes! Oh, you don't want to say it. Yeah, I don't even talk about it. I, I can't. Is it that bad? It's absolutely excruciating, and I've the whole got... story around all of this is is just I can't. It, I, I just I can't understand what. Like, mm, maybe this is for another time. 
Okay, yeah, let's 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 dive deep into the, the decline of Neil Marshall. When we meet, tom- tomorrow when we meet up, we can talk about Yeah, yeah, I'm interested. Okay, cool. So let's let's dive straight in then to our, our bottom five. So number five, holding strong um mm. in the bottom five for me is ambulance. Oh, mine's dropped down out of my list. Okay. Uh, I, I mean I said it's, it's in my top, it's in my worst ten. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to note my top my worst ten. <clears throat> Are all, including Nightmare Alley's drop down out of my top five for now. Um, all of them are what you would call big budget movies, because I, I am, I am, I am beyond tired now of two hundred million dollar, not even two hundred million dollar, but yeah, you know, in the hundred million dollar movie range, being this sucky. This is why. This is why they then won't be in my top ten. No, it's, not, it's, it's still one of the winter films of the year. Yeah, but I, it, ambulance I think it's is rather than bad. You know? Yeah, ambulance is far more egregious due to budget and director. And so, absurd, okay, so and you, absurdity of indulgence, like absurdity yeah, yeah. of drone shots. What the fuck? So, got it. Your your number five. Number five is men. Men is my number six currently. Oh, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. My number four, Jurassic World. The oh, Lost cunt. Dominion, fucking whatever. Uh, yeah. You're number four, uh, Morbius. But you know what? Do you know, do you know what? It's funny, yeah, because like I could punt it too, but there's also a bit of me going, it's so, it's so doomed from its inception anyway. But I'm almost going, maybe there's a. More oh, you become a p- apologist for no, it? No, 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 not an <laughs> apologist. There's no, no, there's no excuse for it at all. Yeah, but you just uh, go. It was always going to be whatever this is you know what yeah, I mean? yeah my number three is firestarter twisted firestarter uh mine's further down on that because i just think that there's 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 much worse <laughs> go on <laughs> your number three thor love and thunder definitely not in my bottom 10 uh 20 films of the year but certainly this is to do these my top three are all massive budget no excuse to be this boring or awful movies fair that's number it, two that's what it comes from, down to. Number two for me is Morbius. Uh, drop okay. down for my number one spot. So we have a number new entry two. at number one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Number two yeah, for me is Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. It's shit. It's, and how can it be that boring as well? Like, it's not yeah. just shit. I can it's, watch a bad fucking... But I wouldn't mind if it's a bad movie. I enjoyed Under Siege 2 this week. That's what I'm like, saying. You know, like, Under Siege 2 is by any measure a bad movie. That's what I'm saying. But I Jurassic Moonfall. World is far Moonfall worse. Is, Moonfall is more likely to be in my top ten than my bottom ten. I, I, you, you convinced me on this one, by the way. Um, right, I just, it's so, not, it's not that it, I'm not saying it's even good. It's not the sort of point. It's nowhere near as bad as these other movies. It's nowhere near. So my number one is a film that yeah. I thought would be universally destroyed, being that it is terrible, and the trailer was terrible, and the film is terrible. Yeah, I'm starting to question my sanity because RogerEbert.com gave it three and a half out of four. IGN gave it six out of ten. And I'm like, what? but The Monsters is fucking awful. Oh, what movie did you see? I haven't watched it. I've seen a few people uh, like it online. And I'm like, no. I mean, I will. I've got to try and watch it for Halloween. I've got to try. It'll be one of my 31 films for Halloween. It's just, it's just egregiously terrible. The trailer like, was extra. How do you make a trailer that well, excruciating? They graded the film, which is good. So it right, didn't look okay. like VHS, which okay, is nice. Right. But it's just, I watched it on a train journey. And yeah. you know, when you sit there and just go, every line is delivered like lead, like lead. 
like, like yeah, lead. literally yeah, like lead. I, and the I'm the just like, was insane. The trailer was like, I don't even remember much of it, but what I remember, aside from the overcolored, garish nonsense, was like someone would say like, "Hi, blah blah blah," and then someone would go, "Yes, blah blah blah," and I was like, "And that, and that is the that is, is that? literally the film. It what? is like, bad like, line after laugh. bad it's like, it's line. Like, it's it's yes. like between the lines. They're like they're waiting for the laugh or something. But I or think that's the, the applause or something. I think that's the joke, oh, and thus, you. thus that's where I have a problem. Right. Is that if you're making an unfunny joke and then it's then waiting for a reaction as if there should right. be a reaction and there's no reaction, right. then the right. fact that there's no reaction is actually the appropriate reaction to what you've said. Right. So it's like lumpen and stilted and not look, is it is it actually the worst film of the year? No, I think Morbius probably is worse for me. But for sure. The Monsters is just inept shite. But it's probably only like one million or five million inept shite. So, you know, can I punish it for being a cheap movie that looks that bad? I don't know. Anyway, what's your number one? It's Dr. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. It's not. I, it stays with me. I'll tell you what, but it is, it is in my bottom 20 for sure. absolutely awful. But uh, uh, what I'm getting... You could attack this film from so many... I mean, I'm not... So there's a video, have we talked about this? There's a video online by Mauler on YouTube who has done, he does these breakdowns of films and he's brilliant. I, I don't know if we've talked about this before. His breakdown of, hello? so for example, for, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. I, the lo- I lost you for a second there, Ross. Yeah. Carry on. Caller. Hello, caller. Hello, so caller. Mauler, caller. We've lost Sweden. We've lost Sweden. <laughs> on, <laughs> on YouTube, Mauler does these brilliant video essays. And so, for example, he did, at the time when it would have been considered unpopular, he did a video called Black Panther and Unbridled Rage. <laughs> and, he was on, and he was honest about it. Good and bad, not just bad, but like an honest review of a film rather than, it is the most amazing representation film of all time. Like, shut up. Right. <laughs> anyway, look, I liked half that film. I liked half of Shang-Chi, right? But the second half was awful. Well, right? I quite liked all of Shang-Chi, to be fair. I thought the last 40 minutes were awful. Anyway, regardless, um, his breakdown video of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, which I hugely recommend you watch, is five hours and 50 minutes long. Yeah, I'm never going to watch it. No, you should because it's amazing. No, no, but you know, I'm no, never going to watch it. Listen, listen, listen. I have a I rule. I have a rule. I didn't watch it in one. I didn't watch it in one. No, go. no. But I, I have a rule. I would not. What I will not watch something talking about something that is more than thirty percent longer. <laughs> or 30% of the length of the film, right? So, Honest anyway, trailers are perfect for me. They eviscerate yeah. bad movies in five minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Anything that's over 20 minutes, it ain't ever going to get watched. But Absolutely. look, you should watch, you should I, watch I, I totally... Black Panther wants 40 minutes, you should watch it. I don't disagree it is a letdown. I don't think it's the worst film of the year, but I also get your logic. So that's It's absolutely cool. terrible in every way. It's yeah. terrible. Right, way. let's go to best films. Uh, new entries for me. Um, I put, uh, I've got a new entry, quite low down my list, but still a new entry of No Exit. Oh, yes, yes. Which was quite a fun When you say thriller. down the list, is, is this just your... We're this is my also rant. Yeah, this is my also rant. But no, no, because then we spoil it for the, the big reveal in a couple of months' mm. time. It doesn't change that I'm much. I'm sure we do that. Okay. No, we normally we do five. But um, No Exit's good. Um uh, so that was cool. What else have I watched that's kind of dropped in? I like Bullet Train. That's in my kind of also yeah. rands. Ticket to yeah. Paradise has made my also rands because it's oh. good fun. 13 Lives is a good film. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Shut yep. up, Ross. I don't want to hear anything. But it's great. 
but it is great. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of it in my also rants. I'm gonna be honest and say my top five hasn't changed. I don't think at no. all. Maybe one film since bit. the last time I saw it. I've had a couple of swaps. Yeah, so. Any 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 new new ones in kind of outside your top so, five? Okay, so boiling point, which I obviously watched last year, oh, but I've punt. made a point. Yeah, I've made a point of watching it because I want it to be registered this year, no yeah. matter what. Pun, um, pun, pun. But, um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Of course. Yes. Um, yeah. Also in that. Although, 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 I feel like that's in there for worthiness as opposed to for film I've most I, enjoyed. So, do you know what I'm? I mean, love even it. looking, I love it. You know, but sorry, even love. looking at my list now, I'm like everything, everywhere, all at once needs to move out of my top ten because yeah. it's not terror. It's not. But I liked it. But yeah. actually, it's done you some know, amazing stuff. Like it's done. Let's face it; it's a shitload better in terms of the multiverse than, say, Doctor Strange Two, for example. You know what I mean? Like, like it does. It does a, but it does a better version of that job. Yeah. And there's a lot, and it's a beautiful story at the centre. The visuals are incredible. Yes. But just, I don't I mean, know I'm how never going to watch it again. Back. Well, this is the thing. Well, I might watch it again, like again. But I, I, time. I will only rewatch a film, like very rarely now. Because there's sure. so much new stuff coming out. What I'm saying, I have so little said, time. If someone said, like, you, if you said you want to watch it, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, totally. Like, it's fine. But okay, cool. Um, Everything available at once. Yeah. Oh, so The Phantom of the Open. Yes. Very, very that's good. Um, Me yeah, too. Yeah, that's kind of it for now. That's kind of it for now. Um, but, yeah, and of course, others, like, but, yeah. Prey is still within my top 10 as well. Prey is still in my top 10, but it's floating around. So my number five, uh, you've already mentioned it. Uh, boiling point, love, 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 love that film. Yep, yep. I feel like it should be pushed into my top five by me, but I'm glad it's in my top ten. It's definitely in my top. Yeah, 10, yeah. Unquestionably. Um, and uh, so my number five, then I guess. Yes. Is R R R. Have you watched it yet? No. It's fucking amazing, dude. You should I, definitely I, watch I, it. I, I'm sure it is, and I, I'm it's sure amazing. it is. The, the just the thought of finding time to sit down and watch a three and a half hour Indian Bollywood I action you. movie. Well, just just break it in two if you have to. It's it's, but it's it's amazing. like it's a it mindset your, thing, right? Be, yep, sure. What I'm saying is, if you end up watching it next year, you'll be like, "Fuck, I should have watched it last." Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I, I, you're not the only person to say this. I just, it's just finding the actual time to block out, and it's watch it in I, three block. Watch it as an hour. But I don't like doing that. I like I, 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 if I watch a film, it has to be. Top to tail. Well, okay. Otherwise, let me, let just... me just let me just let me just give you one reason why you don't have to, or you can do what you want, but but it is in chapters. It literally goes like chapter four or whatever. Oh, okay, and oh, that's helpful. So you can, that's yeah. Helpful. So you really can, you really can, like like literally the logo comes up, the RRR with like a, like a, a motto or something. Nice. So okay, for cool. real, you can you can break it down. That's all right then. At uh, number four, uh, and this is where I think like nothing has really changed, but number four, mm. thank you. Thank you very much. It's Elvis. Mm. Elvis, thank you. Thank you very much. Holy fuck. You've forgotten Elvis to put Elvis on your list. I have forgotten to put Elvis in. What the shit? Hang on. I need, give me one moment because I need to readjust some stuff here. Uh... Well, I'll tell you what, while you're doing yeah, that, no, no, I'm no, just going to... No, I'm down, down, Are you there? Down, down, okay, go on. So my number four is Elvis. Your number four is... My number four is the Northman. Yes, which yes, is look. which is just which has just replaced X. X is in my top ten, but now we're gonna have to put X somewhere else. Yeah, look, I, X, I love the X, Northman. So both in my top ten, really, yeah, really good yeah. films. Yeah, Northman is number four. 
Uh, my number three, um, very much unchanged. Uh, in fact, look, I'm going to give you my top three because I think you have a variant of two of these movies. And one How of them the fuck did I have to get Elvis, dude? How the fuck did I, I have to get that? But uh, my number three is Jackass Forever. My number two is The Batman. Yeah. And my number one is Top Gun Maverick. That has pretty much oh, not okay. been changed since Top Gun Maverick came out in May. So Mine is slightly different. <laughs> That sounded like fun. Sorry, I, I was sneezing. I went to try and find the mute button, but I didn't get it in time. So I kind of did a half sneeze. It sounds like you Apologies. just said, <laughs> <laughs> That's how excited I'm about Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> so for me, number three, Elvis. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. Number one, Jackass Forever. And I have to say, my top three of three, the top three could probably go in any order. Probably. They are, they are. They're all different. They're all so different from each other. You can't, you know. If you take my top four, including the Batman, which I think you've criminally underrated, but anyway. It's floating around, but it's not in my top 10. Uh, top Gun Maverick okay. is just the best. I, I'm actually going to say it's the it's best blockbuster made this century. It definitely, definitely in the last, let's say, five, six years. At least, at least. I think beyond using, that. I mean, I'm using that number, dude, I'm using that number at random. Because I can't. But like, no, no, no. But if you think about like the biggest, the biggest blockbuster of each year, I'm sure. um, I'm I'm just trying to quickly Google this. So the biggest. I mean, for example, each year. For example, I probably prefer the last Mission Impossible. (laughs) If I have to put them side by side. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more likely to watch the last Mission Impossible film again than Maverick. Even though I love, I'm really happy with Maverick, blah, blah, blah. I just, there's something about the Mission Impossible films that I would prefer that. See, I, I I think I said this to you before, I I rewatched them and I... But it's not just about the film in some ways. In some ways, it's also about what the film has done. Very quickly, of the last decade, the last decade, the top, it doesn't tell me the year, unfortunately, but the top okay. films have been Force Awakens, oh. Endgame. Okay. Well, maybe Endgame maybe a- Endgame for me. Because but Endgame is a culmination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Of Black Panther, okay. Infinity War, Jurassic World, Avengers, no. Last Jedi, Incredibles 2, no. Lion King, Rogue One, Beauty and the Beast, Finding Dory, Frozen 2, Age of Ultron, Dark Knight Rises, yeah, I know. Uh, Toy Story mm. 4, Captain Marvel, Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Fallen Kingdom, Toy Story 3, Wonder Woman, Iron Man 3. I mean, other than Endgame. Well, Maverick, beats, Gun, Maverick, beats a, yeah, Maverick beats a shit out. Yeah. Almost, and in terms of 2020s, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Jurassic World Dominion and The Batman are the biggest films. Okay, well, No Way Home holds up, but it's... But it's, it's but, but but I think Maverick is probably the best. In fact, the biggest films of each year, they do actually list this. 2010 is Toy Story 3, Deathly Hallows 2, Avengers, Catching Fire, American Sniper, huh? Um, Force mm-hmm. Awakens, Rogue One, uh, Last Jedi, Black Panther, Endgame. So even yeah, in that 10-year like, period... I do, I, do, I do love Rogue One. I do love Rogue One. I love Endgame. I've got to say, yeah, I, but in that 10-year period... Yes. And then Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off! What are you talking about? From the biggest box of Batgirl. From the directors of Batgirl. Great. Anyway, next. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, I so I agree. I mean, I th- I think it's one of the best blockbusters of the last uh, ten to fifteen years. For yeah. Oh, easily, easily, yeah, easily. Yeah, sure, right. No, easily, easily. Um, right, Ross. Uh, where can people find out more about you, my friend? 
Cool. At Ross Boyesk and all the social things at Evo Films UK to follow the exploits of evolutionary films and also at Vengeance Film UK uh, to catch up on the action film adventure franchise <coughs> thing that I do called the Vengeance Films. Uh, that was brilliantly bad. And uh, you can find out more about us at www.rossandfilmtalkmovies.co.uk. Uh, I'm on all the socials. Uh, so feel free to check in with that. And look, um, looking forward to seeing you as we record this in real life tomorrow night Ooh. to go and uh, to support uh, comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say too much more about that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, he apologised. I don't care. <laughs> it's a little awkward. I explained it to someone last night and they were like, yeah, but wasn't he cancelled? And I was like, kind of, yes. Yeah. But, but he came back. He can come back. It's, that's the whole point. He came back from being cancelled in the best way possible by winning a Grammy. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. So if Kevin Spacey had won a Grammy, and he did, and he did address it, he did address. I'm just it. Saying, he did, he did We're talking about Louis wrong. C.K. here, people. We're talking about yeah. Louis C.K. Are we? Who are you talking about? <laughs> but look, um, so look, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night in real life, and no doubt we'll talk about that next time on the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Take care, and we'll be back. We'll be Ciao. back. Cheerio, Daddy Bye. Daddy Bye. Bye.